Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, everybody, this is Jay Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. And good morning and happy Wednesday. Whoo, y'all, can I tell you, it is already June, six months into the year. I like, it's almost like I blinked and June was already here. So first of all, how rude of time to be passing us like this. And secondly, how disrespectful was mother nature not to give us a springtime? Like, I feel like it went straight from snowing to hot. And I already said, the first person who complains about it being too hot, I'm a karate chop in the throat. And here I was up there sweating the other day talking about like, dang, where did our spring go? So anyway, time has been flying, 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 flying. And I have been just on the go. Now, busy shouldn't surprise you. Um, So just a little insight about where I've been and what I've been doing. I've been working a lot on the PR side for the Midweek Muscle. There's been a lot of um, outreach and, and just networking that I've been doing. Uh, for the brand and it's it's caused me not to spend a lot of time with the content um, but you know I've met some amazing people like when I say amazing people like people out here doing some good work shout out to the nonprofit organization at the inner nerd hello the nonprofit owner of this uh, organization is working with inner city high school young ladies who not only are good at sports, but inspiring them to tap into STEM or engineering outside of their sport. I mean, that is wonderful. Like people, sometimes our kids often go with hoop dreams or like dreams of playing their sport in the big leagues. And we tap into that energy before we tap into other stuff. And when they don't make it, we like, they don't know what to fall back on. Um, and then you end up with an adult with, you know, pushing those dreams on their kids because they didn't make it. So, you know, it becomes cyclical. So I love, 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 love what they're doing. And every month they have a book club where they read a new book. And we're not talking about a piddly book. We're talking about three and 400 page books per month. And they sit down and talk about it. Just love what you're doing out there at Inspiring the Inner Nerd. Um, I've taken a lot of time, energy and effort to connect with um, the owner of this organization. So we want to continue the support for them. Y'all go and check them out. Um, and also like just, just a little tip. If you know a young teen or a middle-aged or a soon to be adult teen around and they seem pretty okay, just tell them how much that their existence matters. Like just tell them how much they matter to you. Like, Hey, thanks for just being who you are. Or thank you for just, I know we make mistakes, but thank you for just still trying. Man, there's too many teenagers out there that are lost and struggling and being exposed to risks or threats of suicide. And it's just, it's becoming really upsetting. It has been upsetting, but it's just, it's, it's unbelievable what is happening in their world because they're struggling so bad and no one in their lives, uh, at least who they want it from, just took the time to understand them and have the conversation. So again, if you know a teen, have a conversation with them. Um, But again, um, 
I I told you I've been busy out here moving around. I've been touring and testing out some studios um, so I can have some 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 viable options when I'm not recording alone. Um, there's just been so many great things. I mean, I can't like I hope I get a chance to sit down with the owner of the studio and talk to him about his his trajectory and what he's been doing and where he's been because again awesome person doing things for the community and these are the people who I want to connect you with so but before we jump into that how about Emma Miracle's interview last week I mean oh woo, 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 woo. he was so nervous but I mean Edmund thank you so much for being vulnerable for being willing and for honestly sharing with us your truth as you've seen it thus far. Um, that's all we can use and that's all we need it. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that friend, forever connected. Um, so I got a question for y'all. Is there really such a thing as doing too much? Because I say that all the time, you doing too much. Especially when it's effort towards the thing that you're passionate about. So is there such a thing as doing too much Especially when the you doing too much is about the thing that you're passionate about. Because sometimes, and this is where I have a real moment, sometimes I feel like I'm doing the absolute most and not achieving or plugging away at anything. Or I'm not seeing the fruits of my labor being produced. And sometimes I sit down and I think like, man... Really? Is this shit even worth it? Like, why am I doing it? And I know that you guys have heard this time and time again throughout the last year. But just because I'm doing something doesn't mean that I'm free of these negative self-doubts. I, I just, I want to reinforce that because they creep in at your most vulnerable moments when you feel extra sleepy or when you're getting ready to try it or when you get to that tipping scale where you're just getting ready to be like, I'm gonna do it, but you don't. Like, I just have to say like that negative self-doubt follows you everywhere you go. It's just how capable of are you to suppress those thoughts or minimize those thoughts and still have that moment where you're like, you know what? I don't care. Fuck it. And you just leave on. And I know that I dropped that word, but everybody gets to that moment. Everybody gets to that point where they're like, you know what? Mm -mm. I'm gonna just do it. And they do like, think about it for real, for real. Everybody has that moment at one point in time, you get up to the shopping lane and it costs more than you really wanted to spend, but you go, all right, I'll do it anyway. Or you are making a decision on what kind of car to buy and you're like, Ugh, it has a little bit of what I want. It has a little bit of what I don't. I don't really want to pay that price. I don't really want to sign up for this lease, but you're like, I need it. And you're like, uh, forget it. I'll get it anyway. Or you're getting ready to ask that person out on a date and you're all nervous and butterflies and they gave you their number and you're not afraid. You're afraid to call, but you're, but you really want to see them again. And you're like, forget it. I'll call. Or, you know, there's so many ways in which this moment happens and there's always negative self-doubt included in that decision-making. So again, your ability to suppress that, to go ahead and make that decision. So is there such a thing as doing too much? Now, I've actually found myself back reading. And uh, the book, Mindset, which you've heard me say, or uh, a couple of casts ago, like I've just, I've continued to read this book because it's so great. Um, I came across this. 
And I just want to read a quick blurb to you. This is about turning knowledge into action. So what you know versus your negative self-doubt or your negative thoughts versus your actions. So again, sure, people with the fixed mindset have read the books that say success is about being your best self, not about being better than others. Failure is an opportunity, not a condemnation. Effort is the key to success. But they cannot put this into practice because their basic mindset, their belief in fixed traits is telling them something entirely different. That success is about being more gifted than others and that failure does measure you and that effort is for those who can't make it on talent. It's true that effort is crucial. No one can succeed for a long time without it, but it's certainly not the only thing. People have different resources and opportunities. For example, people with money or rich parents have a safety net. They can make or take more risks and keep going longer until they succeed. People with easy access to a good education, people with a network of influential friends, people who know how to be in the right place at the right time, all stand a better chance of having their effort pay off. So basically, rich, educated, connected effort works better. People with fewer resources, in spite of their best efforts, can be derailed so much more easily. The hometown plant you worked in all of your life suddenly shuts down. What now? Your child falls ill and plunges you into debt. There goes the house. Your spouse runs off with with the nest egg and leaves you with the children and bills. Forget night school classes. Before we judge, let's remember that effort isn't quite everything and that all effort is not created equal. Okay, because that was that was a lot, right? So my take on that simply is this. If you find yourself giving maximum effort with minimum resources, start practicing the skill of networking. This is where I found myself running into a ditch not too long ago. If if you're finding yourself giving maximum effort with minimal resources, start networking. Because it's all in those relationships that you will find your opportunity. If you have the resources and connections, i.e. you have the money and the resources and the connections, but you have no vision. This is where we, again, in Edmund's interview last week, and shout out to Edmund, I love this. He gave this example where he said, start somewhere and then go as far as you can see. And then once you can't see anymore, go a little bit further for as far as you can see. And just keep at it until you at least see more. And he and I'm paraphrasing that because he grabbed that from a book that he read from a famous uh, author, right? So he said, go the hundred feet until you can't see any more. So if you have the resources, you have the connections, you have the money, but have no vision, just try try something that you're passionate about and go for as far as you can see and then see where that leads you. And then go a little bit further and then see where that goes. And then if you hit a roadblock, does something else get produced out of that? Right? Now, that could all be fine if you could simply just focus in on 
just you. As the book mentioned, some of us have family, some of us have children, some of us have other relationships, spouses, dating partners, etc. that we all have to focus in on. If we had to do life just by ourselves, life would be pretty easy because you just govern yourself. But we know that we're supposed to govern ourselves with other people and we still don't do it. So this is much easier said than done. If I could just focus on me, if I could just focus on the midweek muscle and not focus on anything else. I wouldn't have a problem, but I'm a parent. So encompassed in this is taking my boy to all of his practices, taking him to all of his summer camp, taking him to all of his activities and still trying to be emotionally supportive for him at the end of the day. So sometimes I don't even get started on myself until after the sun goes down, which is somewhere around nine or 10 o'clock at night. Again, if we could just focus on ourselves, that would be one thing. But some of us have to deal with other people and some of us have relationships that we have to keep. So like I have this example on Monday this week, I dropped my kid off at summer camp for the first time ever. He's my only. So I dropped him off at summer camp for the first time. And like as soon as I dropped him off, I could feel his nervousness and his anxiety all over his face. And I wanted to stay with him, but I had to leave. And I cried. I cried. I cried. I cried so much because there's not a flood of emotions came over me like powerlessness. I was unable to shield him of any type of foolishness that would have came his way throughout the day. Uh, and uh, I've, there's been very few times where I've had that feeling where I can no longer protect him. And those times have been like, you know, postpartum and after his first day of school in kindergarten. Uh, so I, I don't know, like I just, these flood of emotions come over me when it comes down to him because he is so valuable to me in my life. So have you ever, have you ever felt like that? Like you've lost all your power? What did it feel like? And uh, to whom and, and what occurred? Because these questions are important to ask. Because sometimes we overshadow the powerlessness with drama, gossip, smack talk. Because that's where we get fake power from. The blurb I read said that people with the fixed mindset have read books that say, success is about being your best self, not better than others. Failure is an opportunity, not a condemnation. Effort is the key to success. But we struggle with that because of our belief in our negative self-talk, which is telling us that the key to success is about being more gifted than others. And the failure that we experience does measure who we are as people. And that effort is for those who don't have any talent in it. So you work hard because you ain't got no talent. And so we start comparing ourselves in this measure to other people, which is drama. We're, the only reason why we compare is to see if we're doing better than, and that's not the measure to success. The only reason why we gossip or smack talk is because we have leverage because we're comparing 
That's not the key to success. The reason why we're getting fake power is because in that moment where we feel like we, when notice how I said, when we feel, when we feel like we are more powerful than someone else, just from what we see and not from everything we know, then we're focused on having fake power and control and not focused on the efforts towards our passion. Because if we're focused on that fake power and control, our efforts towards our passions will be doing the most. So if your mind is fixed on fake power and control, your efforts towards your passion will be doing the most because in your drama, you spend energy comparing yourself to someone or something you've already deemed wasn't worth your time. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all didn't hear that. So if your mind is fixed on fake power, fake control, fake gossip, fake drama, fake smack talk, That's comparison. If we are looking at ourselves and the success that we have to compare to other people, then our efforts towards our passions will be doing the most. That phrase, doing the most. Because in the time and the energy that you spend on drama, comparing yourself to someone or something else, You have already deemed in that moment that they were not worth your time. It was not worth your time, but you still gave your energy to it. See, it's easy to blame people for bringing you down or holding you back. It's easy to point the finger and avoid uh, blame. It's easy to give up once you see how much effort it really does take. But then sometimes have the nerve to want to have money, have fun and, and have it and have a good relationship and have a good body and have good friends but don't have the nerve to learn the compound interest of your energy and why that too must match your effort this compound interest man y'all got me going on uh you know what let me put a pin in that I ran way longer this week. I got a lot to say. Um, I'll catch catch me next week uh, because I'm gonna go over what this compound interest thing and what that energy thing means and 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 try to bring this up to a close. Guys, listen. We are responsible. We are responsible for the efforts that we put towards the things that we're passionate about. And we've got to get out of that negative self-talk. And we've got to minimize. We've got to minimize the negative self-doubt. We've got to maximize our relationships. And if the relationships are no longer good for you, it is time to disconnect from them if you can't repatch them. I want you guys to have a good, happy June. I am going to hit you guys up this time, same place, same time next week. Sorry for dropping the F-bomb. Shout out to a seat at the table pod girlfriend gave us a shout out on her show. I'm so excited. Woo, 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 woo. And uh, I, I, I'm truly grateful, truly, truly grateful. Thank you, girl, for all that you do. Hearts up. Um, you guys, I hope to see you guys. I hope to hear you guys. I hope that you guys tune in again this time next week. You, in the meantime, you can follow me on Facebook at The Midweek Muscle, Instagram at The Midweek Muscle, 
You can email me for questions, concerns, or you just want to make some commentary, jz at themidweekmuscle.com. Or you can visit me on Twitter with my handle, Midweek Muscle. Until then, let's go out. Let's make a great week. Sorry for a long week of listening. 20 minutes, not too bad, but it's, it's more than my 15. So hope you can spare me the extra five minutes this week. And until then, let's get out there. Let's make it a great week. Let's look at our relationships and the responsibilities that we have around them for comparison and measure to eliminate that. And for that, let's have a great week. And to that, I tip my hat and let's go.